Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Happy Wednesday, guys. I am so, 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 so excited to have a guest on today who literally changed my life. She saved my life. I was in such a bad place with my health. I was severely distended and bloated in my stomach most days. Anxiety was coming into my life. I'd never had anxiety. And about summer 2017, I had tried to take my health into my own hands because doctors couldn't really help me with what I was going through. And I started sharing my journey on Instagram stories. And Bridget, who you are about to hear from, her name is Bridget Carroll. She's a good friend of mine from college. She's located here in Boston slash Cambridge. And she messaged me and she said, what do you think you have? You know, can I help you? Is like, what's going on? And I'm so glad for that DM. I'm so thankful for it because from that point on, we started working together and I am a different person with regards to my health and my well-being thanks to her. So Bridget is an integrative and functional nutrition dietitian. She does very similar to what Kristen Thomas does. You guys have heard from Kristen Thomas. Her She's Thrive by Food, her business Thrive by Food. And Bridget has the cutest Instagram name. It's called Bridget's Table. And you guys can follow her after this episode. I'll put the links in the show notes. But today is so interesting because she really takes a deep dive on what health means. She's going to tell us what supplements we need to take to stay on our A game with our health and be preventative. She's going to give you some tangible things you can do to feel better if you don't think something's right. And honestly, just give hope. Like She gave me hope in my life with my health. And she's just such an easygoing Midwestern girl. That's why she and I connect. And I'm so excited that we were able to sit down in person and catch up. And I look forward to doing a second episode with her because she is just a wealth of knowledge. So without further ado, I introduce Bridget Carroll, and I hope you guys thoroughly enjoy this episode. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here with Bridget today. Bridget, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I love your apartment. Thank you. We've actually come a long way in our journey. (laughs) Yes. It's been nine years since we've known each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Nine years makes me feel really old too, because I felt like I was old no, when I met you. I know. That's crazy. Man, and so we we actually met at Miami of Ohio. Yep. College, college days, sorority, alpha fee. Yep. Garrett was our president. <laughs> you have to tell them. Yep, yeah. I had to bring it back. I had to bring it back. I had to bring it back. Well, here we are in Cambridge. Yeah. And we're actually across the street from my acupuncturist, which is only my acupuncturist because it's also Bridget's. And yeah. I mean, I need to do an episode probably on how it changed my life, but the long and short of it is I go every other week, which is helps me a lot. Yeah. I'm obsessed with acupuncture. Yeah. I love it. And I think you're one of the first clients that I had the balls to recommend it to, <laughs> which I was like, I think you need to do this. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've loved how it's changed your life. It's definitely changed mine too. Yeah. Well, without giving, I mean, giving too much away, we'll just get started. I, you know, I kind of want you guys to realize early on that Bridget, I don't even know how to say it. You changed my world. Like you changed my life. You helped me out of what could have gotten really ugly with Mm -hmm. my health. And so instead of starting with a quote today, I'm going to just ask you a question because I know that you're constantly learning, you know, off the record, we were just talking about continuing education and there's so many intricacies in the human body and the different bodies of knowledge people study. And so when you think of the word health and people who say, I want to be healthy, what does that look like in your brain? Everything you know. Yeah. This is actually something I've really been reflecting on lately because it's changing. It's ever changing to me. What I used to think at Miami University when we were undergrads, or what I used to think when I was in my dietetic internship, was health was just the absence of disease. And now I completely do not believe that at all. I actually think health is a feeling. Ooh, I like that. And of vitality. And instead of the absence of disease, it's really almost the absence of symptoms. And we're going to talk a little bit about what I think about symptoms and Mm. what symptoms are telling you. But health is true wellness, feeling vital, all the good things. I love that. And I think it's important to highlight the word vitality because 
to me that has such a positive meaning of just feeling good. And I spent so many years of my life waking up, you know, like it was a fire drill and stressed out and it's not so healthy, but I wasn't sick. Exactly. <laughs> diseases that I knew of. <laughs> and then I think it goes into like being introspective, right? Like mm. you knew something was up. Yeah. And even though you were healthy and you looked great and you ate well and you exercised, you knew something was off. So mm-hmm. when I'm working with clients, I try to think about their experience mm. and put myself not only into their shoes, but truly listening to what they've been through because what they have to say and how they feel is so important. So how you felt was really important and you knew that. Yeah. And you guys, for the record, Bridget came into my life when probably three doctors were just not believing me or listening or even asking me how I felt. They were asking me what I could show them to like prove that something was really wrong. And so I was very thankful that she actually reached out to me. And we'll get in a little bit into that story in a minute here. But my second question, you guys always know I ask my guests You're sitting on a plane and someone asks you, what do you do? How do you answer? Garrett and I are both from the Midwest. So I think we're brought up very outgoing and super sweet. I'm just going to say that. Very good point though. (laughs) I was scared to like, I was scared of people for a while in Boston because I asked them how they are and they wouldn't answer. Right. (laughs) It's a a different culture here. And like, we both love it. I know Mm -hmm. that. But takes it's an acquired taste at first. Definitely. So I think now I'd probably just... I would simply say I'm a dietitian, and actually it was asked to me when I was going to a conference back in September. And I just said I'm a dietitian, and I didn't get, go into it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't super go into it a lot. Well, I think some people might hear diet in dietitian and just think, oh, you help people with eating. I know. I know. And so even the word dietitian is like polarizing, right? Because right, yeah. we've all been to bad dietitians, right? Mm-hmm. I Probably half my clients have been to bad dietitians. Yeah. And I don't mean to put down like my career or mm-hmm. my colleagues, yeah. but there are some bad ones out there. Anyways, and it's kind of like an antiquated term. It totally is. Yeah. But my goal of my career was to be a dietitian. So I still like to use that word. But if I go and do, I'm an integrative and functional medicine dietitian, that might be too much for people. That's also a good point because I didn't really understand what that meant. Right. So the integrative piece means I'm trying to integrate other parts of the person's life. So I'm looking at them as a whole person. So I'm talking about stress. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about sleep and movement, right? And not to the point that you talk to your clients about movement, but just making sure they're moving in a way that feels good to them. And then the functional medicine piece really means trying to get to the root cause of dysfunction, not simply saying, I have acid reflux, here's a PPI, but what is causing that acid reflux? Because I have 10 clients with acid reflux. Each cause is unique to them. It's mm-hmm. different. Could be H. pylori. Could be low stomach acid. Yeah. So that's what functional medicine is. Well, I love that because there. I grew up a very sick kid from mm-hmm. asthma and allergies. And I realized even with just those two things, as I worked on my health and wellness, like there are things that I've been able to do to make that better. And those are two pretty serious things. Mm-hmm. And so when I kind of was told by various doctors, bloating's normal. A lot of women are bloated. You know, you food sensitivities can happen, but it's really hard to like pinpoint anyway. All these things. I just thought, I don't want to be labeled that way. Just like I didn't right. want to be the asthmatic that couldn't run. And you gave me hope that you really can. Yeah. Yeah. Reach down and figure it out from the inside out. That's the goal. That's the goal is to try and figure it out and help people. I also was pretty sick. I don't think I realized it, Mm -hmm. but I was always a constipated child. I was wildly stressed. My weight fluctuated depending on my stress levels. We always ate a salad, so that was healthy, and that's, you know, shaped how I am. But then college, you know, that takes a toll on your body and everything like that. And I think for me personally, my journey really started when I started to believe that my symptoms were something that I needed to focus on. Mm. And that was actually sitting in a clinic that I interned at, the Ultra Wellness Center, which is with Dr. Mark Hyman. I'm a fan. Yeah, (laughs) same. Great clinic. His dietitians are phenomenal. But I was sitting in a client session, and this was after I had 
you know, six years of training as a dietitian mm-hmm. and some training in functional medicine. And I was sitting there with this client who traveled halfway across the world and we had the exact same symptoms. And he spoke about how debilitating it was in his life. And I realized how debilitating it was in mine. And it wasn't until then that I realized I need to focus on myself. So it's sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we look back at what our stories have been, but we need to figure out you know, what we can do about them and the right person to help. I think that makes a huge difference too. That's a huge point is that it's not, you don't have to completely take matters into your own hands. And that's actually a really good segue because I kind of want to walk the listeners through how you helped me just to give a really good picture. And because I can vouch for it of like, and it can be more, I don't know, realistic to them since they might know me as to what I was going through and speaking to the whole self you know, trying to figure it out on your own. You know, it takes so many doctors saying, oh, like you're fine. And we live in this world where it's normal to hustle. And I don't know about some of the listeners or maybe even you, Bridget, but I focus so much on how much cardio am I doing? How many, you know, how toned can I get? How low can my scale weight be? And like, how much protein can I eat? But I didn't think about sleep. I didn't think about stress as part of my health, but I had all these issues and mine had manifested in, you know, the short synopsis was insane bloating to mm-hmm. the point of, you know, looking nine months pregnant, brain fog, unable to really make it through the day. Like my breaking point was summer 2017. It was probably a little before that, but it got real bad then because I started having what I guess we all would call the blanket term anxiety. And I didn't know what was going on. I was buying a jug of coffee almost a day from the grocery store and just trying to keep myself alert and getting more foggy, that wired, but tired, chronically constipated, all these things. And in order to try to read into it or after reading into it, I should say, I was taking like oregano oil and garlic (laughs) seed and all these things. And I posted it on my story and that's when you reached out. Yes. So tell the listeners kind of what you thought and and why you were just like, I got to help her. Yeah. I think it's such a good point to not take it into your own hands. And we were talking offline right before this of some influencers that do write about their experience and things like that and how helpful it is that they are writing about their experience. But everyone's experience is different. So I remember that post actually that you posted and I was like, whoa, got Take that. <laughs> no, no, actually it ended up being actually something that you did need to be on probably. Yeah. But what I thought about with you is just, and what I think about with all my clients is I need to put the pieces of your picture together to be able to figure out what's going on. So how I work with clients and how I work with you is a really deep discussion of not what you're going through now and what's the current, but what's the past been. Oh, I love that part of it too. Because you opened my eyes to things from my childhood that could have been impacting me for years. Right. And it does impact us for years. And what we don't think about in in the United States, we think about acute medicine. Something's happening now and something from the past couple hours, past couple days must have caused it. But that's not true at all, especially with gut health. Gut health starts when the mom is pregnant. That's when it starts. Crazy. Right? So I go back all the way that far with my clients. And then how were you born? Were you breastfed? And go down the timeline. I use a timeline, whether mentally or I actually write it down. And so for you, even going back to being an asthmatic. Mm, Steroids. Right. In steroids. But what? Antibiotics. All those things. But what caused the asthma? Mm. And what is still influencing? You you have to think about that too. That's a sign to me. So I go through the timeline and a really in-depth discussion with you. I have a really long intake form, which I don't know. And I'm sorry you had to fill that out. (laughs) It's only 19 pages long. Yeah. I get to learn about. Well, I think it starts the process of having the client realize that this is not a matter of I'm bloated. Give me something to make it go away. Exactly. Which is the band-aid. That's what doctors, that's what other clinicians do here. And because we don't want to look deeper. And look deeper. looking deeper takes a long time. Right. I think when we first started working together, you had asked me, how long is this going to take to feel better? Yeah. <laughs> and you were one of the first clients that asked me. And I remember, I remember where I was in the office when you <laughs> asked me because I was like, 
shoot. I'm going to have to break it to this girl that this is- This is a journey. A real long journey. And it doesn't have to be long. I think you start- some people, there's big things, right? That you can get out of the way. Yeah. As far as maintaining your health. Yep. Like going back to how we started this podcast, like getting into a feeling of vitality, that's even going to come and go. Exactly. And that's why I think health is always fluctuating Mm -hmm. too, just like that. But I think a a very important thing with you was that we did testing, right? Mm, Yes. And I thought that was very magical, by the way. Like the fact that we could just like take a stool sample and look into the microbes in my gut. I felt like it was so new age and I was so excited to like have real data. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so many things you can figure out. The good bacteria, the bad bacteria, inflammation, sensitivities, different things like that. And not every test is perfect, but the stool test is pretty darn good. And you did a urine test too. Mm, You're right. I loved the urine test for you because it showed me the connection between the microbes in your gut and your anxiety. You remember that? Tell, yes. Tell, walk us through a little bit more about that because as I had mentioned earlier, I had brushed constipating, constipation, bloating, headache, fatigue. I mean, you name it. I just had ignored, 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 put coffee band-aids on it, whatever. And it wasn't until I finally got anxiety that was crippling that I was like, oh my gosh, something's wrong. I was not like this as a kid. I wasn't like this in college. This is not how I want to live. Right, right. And that's important to think about how you want to live too, I think. And that's what everyone should be thinking about. There's something a little off. Do you want to live with it? Mm -hmm. So for you, I remember there was a specifically bad bacteria, very common, but it was inhibiting your neurotransmitters from changing into one to the other. Neurotransmitters are how your brain talks to your body. So for you, it was, I remember, high dopamine. High dopamine was not getting changed into norepinephrine and epinephrine because there was bad bacteria. That's what caused the anxiety. So there was a direct link that I could show you. And that for both of us, I remember being on the phone for you was an aha, this clicks moment. That made me feel so much better. And again, it goes back to this feeling of hope and feeling heard and being able to say, okay, now that we know this, what do we do? And so I think you are very good at creating a plan of attack, but like you mentioned before, it takes time. Mm-hmm. So why don't, in, in order to explain a little bit of the time, why don't you take us through what you went through with your gut health sure. and kind of like talk us through the timeline that it was for you so that they can understand too. Cause I'm, mine is, will always be ongoing. I feel like, yeah. but I'm in such a better place. Yeah. And mine's ongoing too. Yeah. You know, I have bad days. It's my weak link. So for the listeners, your weak link might not be your gut. Maybe it's your head with migraines or brain fog and things like that, or maybe it's with pain. So we all have our weak link. I like that that perspective or that way of saying it. Yeah, because yeah, it's not – I have clients that come in and feel guilty for having pain or feel guilty for being bad, and you're like, mm-hmm. no, it's just your weak link. Let's work on your weak link, and yeah, maybe it's something you always need to focus on. But for me, like I said, my aha moment was actually when I was in training at a world-renowned center feeling the exact same way as the client, and so I had pretty much already had my credentials at that point, which is not too long ago. I haven't been on this healing journey for, you know, over five years. Yeah. You were what, probably four years in, I would say yeah. like two and a half. Yeah. So I actually had done testing on myself and was working in an integrative clinic and figured out that I had SIBO and thought that was the only thing. Like I was still young in my career. I was like, all right, I have SIBO. This is hell basically, mm-hmm. you know, always floated. For the listeners, explain that to them really quickly for those who might not know. The SIBO? Yeah. So SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. It's bacteria where it's not supposed to be. Root causes of this are chronic constipation or motility issues. So literally food not moving through your intestines. Which I had big time. Right, right. Which is so common too. Let's get to know for the people listening. Yeah, because I mean, it's common. It shouldn't be. Yeah, but it is. But it is. Right. So stress affects the vagus nerve, which doesn't allow food to move through. Low stomach acid. So what decreases stomach acid? Stress, antibiotics, pesticides, Mm. all of these things that are in our daily lives, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. 
And so the bacteria kind of crawls up the system. If food ferments in a place that it's not supposed to ferment, that's why we see bloating. So you're eating food. The bacteria is also playing around with it and it ferments. It literally, if you think about like a kombucha bottle, that's what's happening in your stomach. And it's really uncomfortable and it's really hard to get rid of because we're not getting to the root cause. I see. So what was your kind of – and you had mentioned that you didn't realize – that that wasn't the only thing you had. Right. So what was, was there something else that was kind of in the way of the SIBO or? Definitely. Yeah. I had a lot of stuff going on and it wasn't until about a year later. Like I said, I thought, okay, it's just SIBO. It's just this. We'll treat this. My mentality still wasn't in a holistic view of totally what's going on. And I had also done a stool test. Then about a year later, it took me a year to be like, I need to do this on myself. I'm doing it on my clients. Mm. But us as clinicians, we're focused on our clients. Like they're the most important thing. Mm. And now later in my career, I'm like, you know, I'm extremely important too. So I need to figure out what's going on and take care of myself so I can better take care of my clients. So I did a stool test and I had candida, H. pylori. Mm. What else? Bad bacteria. I'm very sensitive to gluten. I do not have celiac, but... It took a lot of thinking about what's important to me, which is my health, to be like, for me, gluten is not an option. Yeah. And that's hard too when you know you're not celiac. Yeah. But once you kind of open your eyes to the realities of what it can do, yeah, sensitive, then it's like, all right, it is off the list. Right, right. Exactly. And yeah, you have to think about what's important to you. So yeah, that I had figured out all those things. I was working with a functional medicine doctor and learning a lot through myself. So I went through a pretty darn good healing journey. And I have times that I put myself back on an herbal protocol Mm. or I have times, you know, that I just change things up. Right now I'm taking a really strong digestive enzyme and I'm feeling really good. So you just have to always change things. And I think it's really important to have someone there that's supporting you personally. So whether that's a clinician, it should probably be a clinician. It shouldn't just be your best friend. Yeah. That's a really good point because, again, we've already kind of hit on this a little bit. I was Googling the heck out of everything and reading people that were using, you know, SIBO hashtags on Instagram, which at the time there weren't a lot. Now I feel like it's a lot more prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely something where if you have someone walking you through it, it's more helpful. And I know you had mentioned that you were, what was the name of the clinic that's Dr. Mark Hyman's? The Ultra Wellness Center. Ultra Wellness Center. So what was it like going into that center and interning there? Did you feel like you knew what they were all about and you had sought it out or did you kind of end up there and realize, whoa, there's so much, like, like, talk to us about it. Yeah. I think when you go to a world renowned center like that, you're obviously learning from the best. His dietitians are so phenomenal. And I didn't really have expectations. I, that's kind of one of my values is I try not to expect things. That's a good one. Well, if you expect too much, you're, you know, disappointed and there's no point of that, right? Yeah. So I tried not to have too many expectations. So I kind of went in there with an open mind. What was surprising to me, though, was how far people were traveling for their health. Wow. Like I said, you know, the client where I realized I had serious issues was from all the way across the country. We had people from Belgium and Australia, people from California even, you know, so that was surprising to me. How his clinic worked as a team was very important. Every single person saw the dietitian, which was so cool to me and makes so much sense. Even in conventional medicine, shouldn't everyone be talking about what fuel they put in their body every single day? That should be discussed. And it's hardly ever discussed. So that to me was really cool. They go a very in-depth and it's very intense. It's not for everyone. They do, you know, five tests on everyone. They put people on a lot of supplements. And for some people that's overwhelming. And some people don't need to do that. Mm. So it taught me as a clinician how to work with people and meet them where they're at. And I think, to be honest, that's where I really thrive with clients because I'm trying to figure out what their goals are, not my goals. I want them to be well, Mm -hmm. but some people might not want to go gluten-free even if it takes away their joint pain. So I need to think about what their goals are and meet them where they're at. I had a client recently, 
And I see clients who eat really well. You eat really well. I try. Yeah. <laughs> but they were eating so many packaged foods that I had never even heard of. And that was a surprise to me. Many of my clients come in already eating well. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking about all these cool functional medicine tests that I could run and all these fun gadgets, you know, I could throw at them. No, we just needed to talk about vegetables. Mm. So that's what the clinic taught me is really to meet my clients where they're at and to work in a team. So I work now with a naturopath, phenomenal naturopath. We work out of a wellness store right outside of Boston. So I have that team approach, which I really love. I love that you said meet people where they're at because a lot of, I think I go even go through this when I work with nutrition clients that think, oh, I want to lose fat. I need to you know, start having a 12 ingredient omelet in the morning and do all this stuff. And, you know, I want, I don't want people to reinvent the wheel. And a lot of the things like a lot of the stuff I had was pretty serious and it was going to take a lot of effort to change. It was going to be a really big journey. And I would, could tell that was very apparent, but you assured me that it's like one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You can't reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. of your life overnight. You know, you have to kind of do what you can with what you're already doing because you can't just quit all your jobs and sleep for 12 days, you know, straight and feel better and then work on your diet. I mean, it's it's a, it's hard to change. Yes, it absolutely is. And actually, before you were talking about like putting the pieces together or how I, you know, relate your gut health to other things in your life, I think of change and things in our lives very simply as a stress cup. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. So I, again, you're like one of my clients that I had first brought this concept to and really- It helped me a lot. Yeah. Really tried to discuss all the time because you know, for you, you'd have such phenomenal questions and I'd be like, go back to the stress cup. Your body's overstressed. So simply what the stress cup is, is think of a cup and every day it fills up with water. And when that cup overflows, we see the symptoms. Mm. Everyone's symptoms of that cup overflowing are different. They could be bloating, fatigue, anxiety. They could be someone completely different. They could be high cholesterol and diabetes. Mm. Those are their symptoms of the cup overflowing. So when we go to the cup and we try to change things in your life, what is the biggest thing that's filling that cup up? Is it physical stress of being sedentary all the time? Or overtraining? Or or going to seven berries classes a week? Mm-hmm. Is it not eating enough? Is it eating too much processed food? Is it mental stress and emotional stress? Are you in a bad relationship? So you go back to this cup and think about what stressor is stressing your body out so much. What's the low-hanging fruit that we can focus on first? And that's a huge reason, too, why I use supplements in my practice because they help make not only reduce stressors, you know, you can take an adrenal supplement, it's going to help your stress levels, or you can take, I mean, gut health supplements, we could talk about that on a whole podcast. Oh, yeah. But you take some, like a fish oil, that's going to reduce your inflammatory stress. So supplements help to not only reduce stressors in the cup, but they help the cup to be more resilient and they make the cup bigger. Ooh, I like that analogy of the bigger cup too. Because life is always going to keep throwing things at us. It could be another client. It could be a new job. It could be a new relationship. And like, there's always something that's going to be poured in, poured in, poured in. And one thing that you opened my eyes to too, was the fact that when I walk outside to berries, you know, to teach in a city, I'm inhaling toxins. That's a stressor. So your environment is also a huge stressor. That's such a good point. Yep. Totally forgot that one. And that is so big. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. If you didn't know, I am the CEO, founder, and head coach at Crossroads of Fitness, and our claim to fame is the Dare to Eat Fat Loss Program. I wanted to let you know that we are actively taking on new clients. I have two other lead coaches right now, and if you are interested in losing 6 to 12 pounds in 12 weeks 
we want to work with you. We teach what is scientifically proven to be the sustainable rate of fat loss. And you can check out the links in the show notes that will take you to our program offerings on our website. You can always email me or DM me on Instagram. I am happy to enroll you as a new client. I would love to work with you. If you have any questions, let me know and dare to eat. There's a lot of things that go into it. And I think one thing that people do question is the supplement piece. I wanted to bring that up just because, you know, we mentioned don't medicate yourself or don't, you know, DIY your gut health because there's so many. And I can speak from experience. I mean, we, I was on a lot, Mm -hmm. but they transformed my life. And you also educated me in order to know like what I don't need, what I do need. And some of the stuff was pretty damn serious in the sense that like, I'll use like modal pro for example, that can actually like help your intestines, like move things through for my constipation, but also didn't they have an impact on my mental health? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are so many amazing products out there. And I was actually giving a talk at women in business breakfast recently, and someone had brought up well, these aren't, you know, FDA approved. They brought up the government basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> and which is not helpful. Of course, no supplements are FDA regulated, but you have to find the good brands. I think yes. that's where it starts. And I like that you told me that from the beginning because I had some from CVS and GNC and all these, yeah, random places. And I try when clients come in with that too, I'm not going to sit here and be the police and be like, that's bad. You shouldn't be taking that. You were trying to help yourself. So there's nothing wrong with that. Let's just investigate why these other ones are better for you. Mm -hmm. And there are phenomenal blends out there from different brands. So for example, like you said, that Motopro, it had ginger, which was promoting peristalsis, which is the movement through your intestines. But it also had and correct me, now I'm trying to think, make sure what it has, but like B6, which helped Mm -hmm. with the anxiety and different things like that. So when I'm thinking about my client supplement protocol, I'm trying to find those blended products Mm -hmm. that do more than one thing. I also used like a beneficial yeast strain called Saccharomyces boulardii. Yes, and I'm still on it. And what is it going to help? It'll help not only the immune system, it'll support the mucosal lining from H. pylori, it'll support inhibiting yeast So it's helping with all these things. So for you, it's very important. I don't throw my clients on 30 supplements and say, see you later. Yeah, It's something that's going to always be changing. But I think pretty much there are four different supplements that pretty much everyone should be on. Let's hear it. A multivitamin. Which is totally not a sexy supplement. <laughs> yeah. but take your multi. Take your multi. I'm over the age of 70. Yeah. Which is what some people say, but a really good multi. So I use myself an example. I take a really phytonutrient rich multivitamin, which is the colorful foods and vegetables and fruits. Because there are things, you know, I eat really well, you eat really well, but we're always missing something. So why not? Mm -hmm. It helps kind of fill in the gaps and it's methylated. Another really important thing that the B vitamins are in the right forms. So you can't just go to CVS and pick up a multivitamin that has severe implications and methylation could be a whole nother subject, Mm -hmm. severe implications in mental health, in things like ADHD and anxiety autism. So when you say methylation, you're talking about like a dissolvable type of tablet versus a encapsulated or... It's actually the form of the vitamin. So dissolvable, and I think you were, you did this at one point, which is why you're asking, you were on a liposomal form. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which does dissolve in your mouth and is absorbed in the mouth. And those were B vitamins that were methylated. Okay. Yeah. The methylation is the form. So the form is important for a multivitamin, the type, the brand, because the brands are going to do testing. And so I try to think about what's going to promote health and not inhibit health. Mm. So you kind of think about what needs to be in or out. So these brands are going to test for bad things. Cool. So multivitamins, number one. Number two would be a probiotic, which is extremely individualized. So Yes. Yeah. So I recommend if you're not seeing a functional medicine clinician, you go into a really knowledgeable wellness store. The one that I work at specifically, we not only have three practitioners on staff, and we also have a nurse, so we have four, I guess, but every single person in there has been educated for decades on wellness. 
Wow. So they were doing it before it was trendy. Yeah. So going into a really good store to figure out the best one for you. So the second would be probiotic. Third would be fish oil. If you're not doing four to six servings of fatty fish a week, Mm. which is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. And I used to say one serving, two servings because I was trying to be nice. No. I've done so much testing on people to know what they actually need. So fish oil. And then the last changes by the season. Okay. During the summer, magnesium. Really, it can be taken in the winter too. But the winter, it's more important to have your vitamin D. Also with that supplement too, you want to be tested. That's something that you can ask your doctor to simply run your vitamin D labs. Again, if you're working with a functional medicine practitioner, they will already be running that. Interesting. I've heard, I think it might have been Dr. Gundry on a podcast. I can't even remember. It must have been a couple months ago. I don't even know if it was a recent episode, but he was talking a lot about vitamin D and vitamin A. And ironically, I had a new general practitioner doctor yeah. tell me to take that. Oh. And I went in January. Amazing. I know. Good. And honestly, I I don't even know if this is like a thing, but it it improved some of the bumps I had on my arm. Uh-huh. I don't know, I know why, but that was like a symptom that I kind of struggle with when my health is in bad shape. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Well, that'd be your immune system because the vitamin D is helping the immune system. Skin is a Skin is the best organ to show us what's going on in the gut. And where's 70 to 80% of your immune system is in the gut. Yes. So if you're supporting the immune system, you're supporting immune overreactions like bumps on your arm. So while it might just be a little annoying for you and they're just kind of there, for you, it's a sign of what's going on in your body. Yes. And I've been, I was so curious as to like what it was because I've been seeing the acupuncturist and I'm asking her about it, all these things. And then it was taking that, which honestly, right now they're back because I ran out for a week. Mm-hmm. And it was like the first day I ran out, I had realized, wow. And this was after like, what, two months consistently taking it? Yeah. And they're like kind of back right now because I just got back on it. I had to take like, I don't know, with travel, it's probably eight or 10 days off. But it's just interesting. And and my fiance brought up a point last night. He said, do you remember that when you met me, you had a cough that wouldn't go away? He goes, oh it was my. so gross. I was like, you're so... I said, well, apparently I made it through the, the, the cut. <laughs> it wasn't that gross because we're engaged now. But I did. I had a terrible cough for months and months and it just wouldn't go away. Wow. But I was just like, oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we think of these things as like, these are just parts of us. And they don't but have to be. They don't have to be. That's that's a really cool part to me. Yeah. So when you think holistic health, because it's kind of it's kind of like a buzzword. It's also, I mean, it's it's valid. But I feel like on Instagram, I see that word more. And I started thinking of it and using it because I considered myself to be in the health fitness space, but I had neglected my, you know, body or my mind, body, spirit. So how do you help clients when to think about more than just the food that's going in and the exercise? Yeah. I know we talked about stress, but anything else you want to include? Yeah. I think about it in a couple different ways. And when I'm talking to my clients about health, I'm always trying to make connections because then it's going to make sense to them. Mm. So if I talk to them about how, when they make wake up in the morning and they're thinking about going to work and their heart is beating rapidly, how that actually affects hormones in their body, which then affects maybe their cortisol levels, which then affects them losing hair. Like a woman comes into me and says, I'm losing my hair. Why? And I have to bring that all the way back to you hate your job. Mm. You have to make that complete connection of what's affecting what. And some of my clients are super sciencey. They want to know that science and some of them aren't. So I guess the varying degrees of my explanation kind of change. Okay. But in any sense, I'm trying to make the connection. You know, we talk about meditation and how- Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's so beneficial. That's going to make that cup get bigger. And there's actually research on how it increases your anti-aging hormone, DHEA, and how it increases testosterone. So when I'm making recommendations or when I'm trying to talk about something that they don't typically think about, I try to make the connection. I like that a lot. And I think it's, like you said, people compartmentalize, people just have different ways of experiencing life, but you really do have to bring it back to meditation or something 
somewhat spiritual in order to fix your health on that deeper level. Yeah. Because you have to understand why you're making these like pretty big changes in your life, which I remember feeling like, man, this seems impossible. But I was willing, I unfortunately had to go to like my breaking point until I was ready to do it. Right, right. And and I see it's like half and half the clients that I see. Half of them are at their breaking point and they've seen everyone. Mm. And then half are like, I just want to feel great. And I love both sets of people because I've been at both places and I can relate to how they feel and how they want to feel better. And now I'm striving towards optimal health myself. Mm -hmm. It's so cool to see all these different changes that I make and how they affect how I feel. For example, I just did my genetics, which is so cool. And 23andMe is going to be different than like doing them with a practitioner. Okay. So I did them with my naturopath who has been educated in genetics for five years, a long time, and to learn about one specific thing. And so I did them and kind of found out some really interesting things about myself. Actually, genetically, they've done some genetic SNPs correlate to gut health and bacterial levels. So that was really cool. And then there was a specific supplement that I added for focus. Like I was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid. I still have trouble with focus. Um, so I added this supplement called NADPH and it's getting so much press. And I think if your listeners are really into podcasts, this is something they're going to start hearing a ton about. But I started taking it two months ago because genetically I need more of it. And I feel so much better. Really? Like focus-wise? Focus-wise, energy-wise. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. And this is something our body makes. So that's crazy. Yeah, and is a cofactor. So yeah, I mean, we're always trying to strive towards optimal health. And I think little changes can help along the way. Again, having a someone that can guide help you. you through those and guide you is really important. Yeah. yeah. And what are you now that you're feeling better and you're in more of a place to feel like you're optimizing? What are you excited about right now? Whether it's life, career. Health. Oh boy. You know, I was thinking about that recently. And what I'm really excited about is travel right now. Ooh. So, yeah, I that that's a really big thing for me. So, I'm, you know, taking small weekend trips and trying to reduce my cup, reduce I like that. All the stuff that's in my cup. I run a really busy private practice and already, you know, I'm in my 20s and late 20s and I've already been burnt out because I've put my clients first. I've put my work first. You know, this is something we've talked about together where yeah. as entrepreneurs, we wake up, laptop opens, yeah. and we have a jug of coffee. And that's not helpful. So right now, I'm really excited about traveling with my boyfriend and, you know, spending time with family. I'm also finishing a three-year-long certification process. So i while I've loved that process, I'm really excited to, you know, have more time. Have more time to putting what I've learned into work and also, yeah, other things. When you travel, do you change anything or bring anything to help support your gut? Oh, yes. Do you have any things that the listeners would be able to apply? Absolutely. So, my boyfriend now fondly calls it witchery. Which I enjoy. Jeff Jeff called my CBD snake oil. So I was wondering what he thinks of that too, because we're both pretty interesting in that area because we're always trying to optimize. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, how can you not? Yeah. That's what I say. So I always bring detox supporting supplements. I do enjoy alcohol and wine. So even if I have one glass, I'm probably taking about eight different pills that help negate that, that support the liver and the gut from that, the effects. I'm usually taking – I take all my daily supplements, so I always bring those. I stay on pretty much a routine. Nice. Oh, one very fun thing I take everywhere, and I've completely switched to is mushroom coffee. Oh. And mushrooms. So I take mushrooms daily. You take them like – so one thing that when I looked into that I got a little confused on was – cordyceps versus like, you know, there's, if you just look at a normal grocery store, there's like oyster mushrooms, shiitake mushrooms, there's all these brands. Do you take like, aside from the coffee and even the coffee has like chaga and like Mm -hmm. multiple things. Like how do you kind of 
like delineate between which type and like are there is there one that's more beneficial? You guys can't see us, but my eyes just keep getting yeah. really yeah. wide because there are so many things yeah. we could go over with but specifically they're mushrooms. So, they're so great for you, right? So great for you. So we'll do like a quick two minute on yeah. mushrooms. Yeah, let's do it. There are three different types of mushrooms. Psychoactive. Okay. Which that's like the recreational stuff. Yes, right? exactly. I've never personally done, but I I've either. I've known people. Yeah. Close in my life that have loved them, whatever. The thought of getting food poisoning from something like that makes me scared. So mm, that's a never. That would deter me. Yep. There's also the culinary mushroom. So when you say um, like shiitake, portobello, porcini, all of these, which are phenomenal. Fun fact, they have to be cooked to get the nutrients. Oh, yeah. That's good. It's perfect. <laughs> You're doing the right thing and probably with some good onions for that yes. gut too. Yes. And then the third type is functional mushrooms, which that's the type that we're talking about when we talk about chaga or lion's mane, reishi, or cordyceps. Mm -hmm. Each mushroom has completely different benefits. And this is not woo-woo science. This is – or witchery, like Brian calls it, (laughs) my boyfriend. This is science-backed. One of my favorite mushrooms is lion's mane because lion's mane uh, promotes focus and memory. So I use it as a functional beverage with not only myself every single morning, but with my clients who want to support those types of things, Alzheimer's and things like that too. So it goes along the spectrum. Chaga, ounce by ounce, is the most antioxidant rich thing out there. Do you ever mix them? Oh, you bet. (laughs) Yes. I'm like picturing the two brands at the store that I'm going to go to after this. And I'm like, maybe I could get them and mix them. Because I haven't had them in like two months. Yeah. 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 They're amazing. So the brand that I love and which is really they're making mushrooms so approachable as Four Sigmatic. Yes. That's the brand that I've had. Yes. I love it. So I like the taste. It's different. It's definitely different than like say normal coffee, but It's a taste that as soon as I had it, I was into it. Yeah. I think, too, what I think about the body is that the body knows what it likes and knows what it needs. Mm -hmm. So I completely switched to their mushroom coffee, which has lion's mane and chaga. When I smell regular coffee now, to me, it doesn't smell good. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, like when you quit a bad habit, Yep, whether it's candy or I've never smoked said asthma, but like I can imagine if you quit a cigarette and you start feeling so much better, if you looked at a cigarette, you'd be like, oh, I don't, I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had this conversation yesterday with one of my clients who hates cilantro. <laughs> I love cilantro <laughs> now. <laughs> But when I was a kid, I thought it was soapy. Yeah. But now I know how incredibly good it is for you, especially for liver detox, which I genetically need support with, that, yeah, I love it. So love mushrooms, love cilantro. Yeah. I love that you have the ability to just, let's going back to the genetics thing, to be able to say, I know what I need more of and here's why. Because one thing to just like not forget to mention is that the stuff adds up, right? You're paying for a clinician, you're paying for stuff, like even just like for the Saccharomyces, for instance, if that's all I took, that's still probably $40 if you're taking, I don't know, a month, probably, or maybe for two months, but I take it in the morning and the evening. So I'm taking two a day. And you think about the general supplements and then the coffees and it, and it can really add up. But if you are working with someone, although it is an investment in the beginning, you're not reaching around in the dark, just throwing money out to things mm-hmm. that either that make you feel like crap. I think that's actually, again, just something else to re-highlight that you can feel like crap if you take the wrong stuff. Like when totally. I was going through the self-medication part, when you reached out and taking oregano oil and all these things... It was, I, I think, just making me worse. <laughs> You're definitely you know, good. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling good already, and then it takes seven in the wrong amount. So I think it's important to highlight that there's so many things that we can do to optimize, but you really have to. Yeah, yeah. And personally, you know, it is expensive. I completely agree. But I think, you know, it goes back to the person's values and what mm. they want to work on. I'm going to always think about that. And I don't necessarily think all functional medicine practitioners think about the cost of things. That's something that I try to be very cognizant of. And I take insurance. Oh, yes. Because I want it to be accessible for people. So, yeah, I think it it is expensive, but it goes back to their values and how they want to feel and 
for me, my health is one of the most important things. So I actually do not know what I spend on supplements a month. Yeah, I don't I like, don't want to know yeah. or food for that matter. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I I did I don't want to know either. I think Jeff, my fiance, is one of those people that's like I, he, he's, you know, he works on a budget and he's made a lot of money because he's been so good about having a budget and saving money. And it's something that I had to say to him, like, look, it's going to change one month. I might need this one month. I might need that. But once he realized the cough was gone, and <laughs> he wasn't complaining about being bloated. And here's the other thing, like, especially in a romantic relationship, if you're feeling gross and bloated and horrible like you don't want to be romantic with them totally like it impacts your relationship yep I just saw something yesterday how I there was a research study about how IBS affects sexual health so there are all these pieces again like if you're not having sex that's a stressor go back to the stress cup yeah if you're not having good sex or you're not having a romantic relationship that's a part of well-being. So that's important. And my my boyfriend too, he's now really gotten into what I do and he knows it's very important for me. So we'll go out to eat and he'll be like, babe, you grab your enzymes. That's so But Jeff is the same thing. He's like, do I, I'll be like, oh, they have sweet potato fries. He's like, ask about the fryer. Yep. <laughs> he will be the police for me. And sometimes I don't want him to be, but then he is. And it's the best feeling ever because I know that he knows that, and I, it just, just validates that my health impacts him. Mm-hmm. My well-being impacts his well-being and we are interconnected and it's important to take care of ourselves. And that's one thing I kind of, I think a lot of us lose sight of. We yeah. lose sight of taking care of ourselves because we, again, we keep saying this, but we put others first. We put our work first. We put all these things first that, and brush constipation under the rug and brush under the rug. And it's like, just adds up. It really does. It really does. And always going back I'll say this again, the stress cup. Like what for you is filling up that cup? And if we think it, it of that in a holistic way, maybe we can help ourselves today or tomorrow. Maybe we really need to be in nature, yet we live in a city. So, you know, you, you have to go back to what makes you feel good. Yeah, nature is definitely one of those things. Yeah, <laughs> as we sit in the middle of Cambridge. <laughs> with a plant, though. You have a beautiful plant. Thank so. you. I love that. We call her Bay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> She's huge. Amazing. She is huge. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I have two quick questions left for you. Please. And you don't have to be quick answering them, but think if whatever you want to answer. The first one is, how do you see your industry changing and your ability to help people in the future? Because... Obviously, as humans, when we speak about optimization, like we're talking about it as far as supplements go. And there's also people who, when they think optimization, they think technology and apps. And when you combine the two, is there something you see in our future or maybe that's being discussed in your space that I just don't know about because I'm not in it that will be... I don't know, accessible to us. Yeah. I'm a really big geek on new things that are, you know, being engineered, whether it's like I was listening to a podcast yesterday about the aura ring, which tracks your sleep at a very in-depth way. You know, it looks at how much deep sleep you get and how all these things of in your day, you can track what's affecting your deep sleep. So I love what's called biohacking. Yeah. I think it's so fun. And there's other things going on too, like genetics. Like that's a huge thing that's going to start being tremendous in the next decade. That's a good point. Yeah. I think in my space, in the functional medicine space, what is really cool to me is our ability to help people better and for people to help themselves better. So both of those things together. So these apps or different things like that are going to help the person to be better on their own, whether it be using the Aura Ring in an app to track their deep sleep or whether it be myself doing genetics with a client, it's better helping them. But I think simplicity is important too. I like that. We can totally get into, and when we're in this wellness space, we can get into like the fancy. And when we're in functional medicine and people might have the money to spend on fancy, we go to the fancy. But if I have a CEO who's wildly stressed, who's tracking his sleep, it looks like crap, but he isn't taking a walk at lunch or, you know, he's not taking care of himself 
with food, like we need to go back to the basics. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about, actually, this did happen. I had a client who's doing all these fun things, infrared sauna and crazy biohacks. And then, but he was eating a sausage egg muffin in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, we need to go back to that. Yeah. So in short, it's, there are such fun things out there, but sometimes we need to just go back to the basics. I think that's a really good message for the listeners today. Like eat fruits and vegetables. You always reminded me, eat color, eat color. And I, I, I actually still to, to, you know, not this day. It's not like it was that long ago, but yeah. for like the past two years, I've just been thinking to myself, okay, did I have something green today? Did I have something blue or red today? <laughs> like what did I have? And if I can, if it looks pretty on my plate, I'll like want to take a picture. Cause I'm like, yes, like getting color. So I think it's important because we are all bad at the basics. Yeah. At least part of the week. So. Right. Right. And I always tell my clients too, you can't do everything in a day. So if these crazy wild trends like are overwhelming to you, you know, you're not alone one in myself, I try to fit too much into the day. For example, this morning I dry brushed, I took a CBD bath, I exercised, I cooked myself a pretty nutrient dense breakfast. And that to me was probably enough. Like yeah, I, I was like, oh my God, I really, oh, I oil pulled as well. Amazing. But that's not a normal day for me. Like yeah. today I'm out of the office. I'm having- You're able to do that. Yeah. But I thought to myself too in thinking about this of what I wanted to try to portray, you can't do everything in a day. So do what you can, do what makes you feel good. Yeah. And there's so many things to think of too. Like the things you mentioned are amazing, but one day it might be just remembering to like wash your face and moisturize and like make sure you're taking care of your skin. Yeah. With non-toxic products, right? (laughs) Exactly. Another huge point. You opened my eyes to that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The ingredients, and I'm actually giving a talk on women's health at our store in a couple weeks because there's so much we don't know. What about tampons? Mm. Are they using, like we have so many receptors in our vaginal canal Mm. that you could be putting pesticides every single day or every single day while you're on your period, multiple times a day, fresh dose of good old Monsanto. Oh. So- that's a really important thing too. It does get overwhelming. Yeah. Again, I always go back to the basics. What can you do? But there are small things too that we can do every day. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I'm glad we briefly touched on the beauty products and things because it's it's just like making sure you read the label of something you're going to eat if it's packaged. Yes. Yeah. And I have clients too who the other day we were talking about labels, not something I talk about often because I always talk about real food. Mm-hmm. But I was like, do you know what's what's in this product? And she said, no, I, I don't want to look. And I said, you know, it's quite frankly, <laughs> you don't want to know what's going into your body or your children's bodies. And when I brought up her children, that's when she was like, wow, what we eat is literally, it, it's, it affects us so much. So if we're eating packaged food, we need to know what's in it. Yeah. I think too, for you, what were the bars that you loved? The Quest bars. Quest bars. Yeah. Ooh. Oh boy. That hurt. And it was like every day it was hurting my stomach, mm-hmm. but every day I wanted one. Right. Cause and they're addicting. They're, they're literally addicting. Yeah. They're not food. No. And I think for me, and maybe someone listening, maybe you have an addiction you need to kick too. I just realized that I have an addictive personality. Yeah. But, um, We're sad. We're Sagittarius. Yes, yeah. Yes. And I realized like I am spending so much money on support and supplements that I can't. It's like, you know, it's like if you had cancer and you're still smoking cigarettes, like I was like, I can't keep doing the thing that I know is in the short term. I mean, I'm sure it has long-term effects too, but actually putting me through pain. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Like you can't afford to eat that. You can't afford to eat bad. Yeah. And we talk about like the affordability of living a healthier lifestyle. You know, what about that $4 Starbucks drink? You know, like you can afford that, but you can't afford a $4 organic bunch of cauliflower, Yeah, you know? So it goes back to like what you value. It's the same concept when people say I'm busy. Mm. You're not busy. You're just not making the time for things that you don't want to. Very true. Yeah. My final question for you is 
what is the best or who has inspired you in your life and what advice do they give? Oh boy. That's a big one. It's a big one. I've had so many mentors in my life. I've been so blessed with amazing people. I'll touch on three. Okay. The first was, and I'm like going to get a little emotional. I don't even know why (laughs) of who's affected me the most, but it was my professor at Miami. Me and one of my best friends from college, Liz, who you know, of Mm -hmm. course, we are both attached to the hip in our nutrition department, but my professor, Professor Parkinson, she would always show up and she would always be present. Whether we were at a nutrition conference, whether we were in class, she brought the passion for nutrition for her career. So she taught me, she she didn't necessarily give me advice. And I don't think necessarily people have always given me advice. I kind of learn by watching, Mm -hmm. but she taught me that I need to show up specifically with nutrition. So we'd be at a conference and she'd look at us and we'd be, you know, shaking in our boots because we knew what she was going to say. She'd say, what's going to be your question to the presenter? It made us put ourselves out there. The second person is someone I actually met at the Ultra Wellness Center, Kathy Swift. She's one of Mark Hyman's, she was one of his first dietitians at that private practice. She is a phenomenal woman in the space of functional nutrition and pretty much just an amazing human in general. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's taught me so much specifically like thinking holistically with patients. She's taught me how to be a really good person and be successful. Oh, I like that. She's wildly successful and probably the most humble person. And when you when you interview these podcast guests, I'm sure you see that. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully with the most successful people, they've stayed humble. The third person, unrelated to nutrition, and why I've been thinking about him is it's birth, his 50th birthday suit is my godfather, Aww. Steve Berg, and he is. In a different space, he's a private equity investor, and I probably said that wrong, but he basically buys companies <laughs> and makes them phenomenal and then sells them again. And he allowed me actually to come to Boston because I lived with him and his family for two years. Oh my gosh. And so he made my Boston dream a reality, and he's also an extremely hard worker. So again, through watching him, I saw that I need to work my butt off to make it. But he also, you know, he has a lake house and he spends time with his family. So the work-life balance is really important. So those are the three people that are really great and well-balanced. And so it's very like you to have that answer, which I love. (laughs) Because you had to think of the multiple parts of your life where you need to be. Yeah, need to be influenced. And there are so many more. I mean, it's crazy. Well, you've spent a lot of time studying and like you said, you'll never stop because things are changing every day and you're learning about how you can apply that to your clients. You're not going to stay stagnant. And I love that, which is why obviously I wanted you on Dare to Move podcast, yeah, making moves. So thank you so much. And I'm going to have you put li- or send me links where people can find you Perfect. in the show notes. But if you want to say them right now so that people can hear that. Sure. Gerd and I actually were talking offline before this, how I need to be better at Instagram. So if you go to my Instagram, it looks a little lonely. Know that I'm working on it. <laughs> you do great. <laughs> but my handle's there at Bridget's underscore table. Why I created that name was it's more than just what's on your plate. It's, you know, what's at your table. Mm. Kind of thinking of that more holistic view. I work at Johnson Compounding and Wellness in Waltham. It's a wonderful natural health store. It's so fun. Any of you listening to this who are geeks at health, you will love it. So stop on in. I do monthly free lectures there. Like I said, the one I have coming up is on women's health. When is that one? May 14th. Oh, soon. Yeah, coming up. We have a huge event on June 1st where I have 30 different vendors. I'm going to be doing some cooking, especially with mushrooms. Nice. Doing a mushroom fudge. Whoa. I saw, wait, I, did I see that on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I was just wondering how in the heck do you <laughs> Yep, yep. It was, That's oh amazing. my God, it was amazing. It was made with their hot cacao with reishi. And we did some coconut oil and some, I think, pumpkin seed butter. Wow. So some fun stuff there. So that's Saturday, June 1st. I am currently accepting new clients. That kind of fluctuates throughout the months. I do take insurance, some insurances, and I'll put my contact information if you're interested in being a client. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I feel like, you know, like I said, we've known each other for nine years, which is 
is really wild, okay. but maybe it's been eight or somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. But it's just like talking with a good friend. And I really hope everyone enjoyed everything. There's so much more we could talk about. I know. We'll, we'll have you back on for more. Version because, two. Yeah. Send us your questions. Yeah. Send us questions, <laughs> please. We will do this regularly because we are like very, we're also like almost not neighbors, but Pretty much. I could, I could jog here and like barely break a sweat. <laughs> Perfect. That's, that's the best analogy we could <laughs> A little movement. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks again. Thanks and so much. we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you guys for listening. I had so much fun with Bridget. We really, truly made it. We do want to do another episode. So please send any questions you have, anything you want to dive into further. You guys know how important gut health is to me and how much I care about helping you guys learn all of the things that I've learned. As I mentioned on Sunday's episode, like my suffering is my service. And I just want you guys to be able to take away the things that I have based on my network. I want to share that with you guys. So enjoy your the rest of your week. We will not have an episode Friday because commercial real estate Fridays are over. But you guys can look forward to an episode with me this coming Sunday and then an episode with bodybuilder Jackie Salmon, who bodybuilded at age 60 and won. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. So you guys can look forward to that next Wednesday, me on Sunday. And thank you guys so, so much for listening. If this was helpful for you, let Let us know, leave us a comment or DM me. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you all very soon. As always, dare to move. If you guys are putting up your preach hands and nodding your head yes to things that are said either out of my mouth or out of my interviewees' mouths, and you so, so, so relate, we would absolutely love to see you post about our podcast in your Instagram stories. Please also comment on our Instagram Dare to Move podcast posts. If you do a post in your stories three times and you comment on one of our podcast posts and you give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you are using, we will be rewarding one lucky person every month with a $100 gift card to Amazon. Your comments, your feedback, your critiques, and your reviews are so helpful to us. So thank you for those of you who have done them. And please, please, please help us out if you are enjoying our content. It helps us out when you share it with your community and when you tell iTunes that we're doing a great job. So please comment, please share on Instagram in your stories, please comment on our Dare to Move podcast post and we will enter your name into a drawing for a hundred bucks. Easy money, guys. Thanks again. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to connect, you can reach me at Garrett and Wood on Instagram or the podcast Instagram at Dare to Move Podcast. Imagine that. I hope you have an amazing day. And just so you know, our podcast is where we explore all the productivity hacks, business scaling tools, and unique characteristics and personality traits of entrepreneurs leading the way in the portfolio lifestyle. Get inspired, gain actionable steps, and feel like you're connecting with genuine people who are making an impact all by way of careers which they designed. And that being said, if you are someone doing any of the aforementioned, I would love to have you on the show. I obviously explore my network and reach out to the people I know, but I want everyone to have an opportunity. So do not hesitate to reach out and request an interview. And let me know if you know somebody who you think would be really exciting for the Dare to Move podcast to interview. I hope you have an awesome day. And as always, dare to move. Dare to move.